into God's truth and, and then have a chance to respond and worship and then look a little closer at the story that we'll be looking at and then we'll get to worship and respond together. And so uh, Jeremy and the team are going to stay up here and we're going to continue to celebrate together. This uh, weekend launches uh, the beginning of Advent and we are beginning a brand new message series here at the chapel that we've entitled Reclaiming Christmas. And I don't know for you, like when you think about Christmas, probably like me, immediately thoughts of food and family and uh, parties, get-togethers, or maybe it's a lack of get-togethers in light of COVID, and that's kind of causing all kinds of craziness. Um, and then I think about what, what really has our culture made Christmas to be all about. And over these next weeks, we, we want to look together uh, at how sometimes culture has just made Christmas all about getting. But is it supposed to be about giving? Uh, we're going to think together about how it's over the holidays that many times all the problems of life just get magnified. When in reality, Christmas is supposed to be about peace, not the problems. We're going to think together about uh, how decorations you know, become the rave. And there's nothing wrong with decorations. We've got some beautiful decorations out in the atrium. But at the heartbeat of Christmas is devotion, devotion to Jesus. And this weekend, we want to focus on one more theme, a big theme that all of us face and feel at Christmas, and that's stress. And we have a choice to make Christmas, this Christmas about all the stress or to enter into the stillness of the season. There's a lot of stress. I mean, all the parties that you do have to get to, there's cooking, there's baking, uh, there's lighting the house up, and, and uh, there's, there's family get-togethers, and there's COVID. And we can be overwhelmed with stress. And what I want us to do is to discover with Joseph and Mary on that first Christmas how they moved from stress to stillness. And so to do that, we want to look at each character. And uh, we begin with Mary. Let's take a few moments to think about all the stress that Mary was facing on that very first Christmas. We find the text in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 and following. And it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, who was a descendant of King David. And Gabriel, this angel, appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Now, this would have been a shock. It's not like angels showed up every day. And here Mary is approached by an angel and says, You're, you're favored. You're blessed, uh, young lady. And it says in the following verses, Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. She's overwhelmed. Some, some versions of the Bible here say, says she was deeply troubled in her spirit. She was stressed. <laughs> like, what is going on? Why is this angel speaking to me? What's this all about? What am I to anticipate? And so you see, I mean, nine months before that very first Christmas, the stress beginning in Mary's life. Well, the, the angel uh, affirms her and says, don't be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God. You will conceive 
and give birth to a son, and you will call his name Jesus. So Mary's, for the first time, finding out as she's betrothed to her husband, oh, by the way, you're going to be pregnant. (laughs) It says, he will be very great. He will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. And Mary asked the angel, how can this happen? I'm a virgin. How can this be? I'm not even married yet. How can I be facing all of this? I'm sure Mary in these moments, she's thinking, what is Joseph, my fiance, going to think? I'm sure she's thinking, oh my word, what are my friends going to think? In that culture, if you got pregnant before you were married, I mean, it was, it was punishable. And I'm sure she's fearing now for her life and she's wondering, like, how is this all going to happen? How can this be? And the angel goes on, he says, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so that the baby that will be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. So no pressure, Mary. No pressure. You're you're engaged. You're going to be pregnant. Joseph's going to have all kinds of questions. Oh, and by the way, you're going to have the Son of God. You're going to have the Savior of the world. Talk about stress. At this point, Mary is probably 12 to, to 15, 16 years old at best. Can you imagine being in her shoes and what she was feeling? She had to have been feeling like this is just too much. It's just too much. Have you ever been to that place? Where it just feels like it is too much. But somewhere in the midst of that stress, Mary found a stillness. She heard what God had said to her through the angel. And I love what it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 19. It says, But Mary kept all these things in her heart, and she thought about them often. Some versions say she treasured all these things in her heart. See, I think Mary, in the midst of the stress, discovered a stillness that comes. Perhaps a step of stillness which is to take time to slow down to ponder God's word. So I don't know what you're stressed over. I don't know what you're facing, what you're feeling. But this Christmas season, I want us to step out of the stress and step into the stillness. And one of the key ways that we can do that is to just pause. Wherever we're at, at work, at school, in the morning, at night, at lunch, and just pause to ponder God's word for a few moments. And it's in his word that we find a peace and a stillness that Jesus wants to invite us into this Christmas season. Let's step into that stillness as we worship together. Why don't you stand with us? 
So obviously that first Christmas was going to be stressful for Mary. She was facing things that she did not know uh, how to deal with. But she wasn't the only character in that first Christmas. There was also Joseph, right? I want us to take a few moments now to think about Joseph's stressful situation as well. (laughs) Because he was in it with her. It, we, we come into the story in Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew uh, where it talks a little bit more about Joseph and what he was facing and feeling in his response to it all. It says in Matthew 1, verses 18 uh, to 21, it says, This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, While she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, how do you like to be Joseph in this situation? He's he's proposed. uh, His proposal has been accepted. They're engaged to be married. They're in the process of planning a wedding. And now he finds out, we don't know whether it's through the grapevine or whether Mary pulled him aside and told him all that had happened to her with this angelic uh, interaction, and all of a sudden he finds out that his fiance is pregnant. Can you imagine the stress? <laughs> like, what's he going to do? What is he supposed to do? <laughs> like, as a guy who's engaged and he knows, like, this baby isn't mine. Now, what are people going to think? What are they going to think about Mary? Joseph is probably thinking, what are people going to think about me if I if I marry her, uh, well, what kind of dad am I going to be? I mean, we weren't planning for all of these things. Oh, and by the way, it's going to be um, God's child, she tells me. Like, yeah, right. Like that had ever happened before. Can you imagine the stress that he's feeling? And he's wondering, what do I do? In verse 19, it says, Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man. And he did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. So Joseph is overwhelmed by the circumstances that he's facing. It seems unexplainable. And he's just like, I'm out. I I mean, I can't do this. And so he begins thinking, but he wants to show kindness and mercy because it says he was a righteous man. And so he he chooses to to do something kindly by just dismissing her, letting her go privately. We're not going to make a big production of this. We're not going to point fingers and look at who she is and look at what she's done. And in the midst of his contemplating, Joseph also is visited by an angel. It says, as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. This angel was addressing his real fears and stress of what's everybody going to think and will we be able to do this and how will I provide? The angel goes on to say, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people 
from their sins. You see, we just never know what God might be up to. Even as Joseph faced a situation that makes absolutely no sense, he's faced with a decision. He has to ask himself an incredibly important question, and it's an important question that every single one of us here need to ask ourselves as well. Will I trust God? Will I trust God at his word? Joseph is saying, he sent this angel to me. And I don't understand all of this, how this could be happening. But will I trust God? Which I think is another secret step out of the stress and into the stillness. And that's to trust to trust God with what doesn't make sense. And you might be facing situations with family, with friendships, with work, with finances, with COVID, and it just doesn't make sense. And that can cause a lot of stress. Or we can step into the stillness with Joseph and choose to trust. So as we sing this next song of worship, I want us to just ask ourselves the question, God, what is it that you are asking me to entrust to you right now? What in my life doesn't make sense, seems overwhelming? God, help me to trust you with it now. Let's worship together. So Mary stepped into the stillness by pondering God's word in her heart. And Joseph stepped into the stillness by choosing to trust God when things didn't make sense. But the journey was not over for Joseph and Mary. And the next part of the story, as we go back into the book of Luke, we see that both Joseph and Mary, even while they're together, are facing some more stress. (laughs) In Luke chapter 2, it says, at that time... The Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. And it says, And he took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. Traveling with a pregnant wife. (laughs) I always say, Lisa and I, we have a great marriage, except for in the car. (laughs) There's something uh, about travel that just elevates the stress, you know, especially if you're going on a trip. Like, uh, if you're like our family, like, before you get ready to go on a trip, which, well, we haven't really gone on any trips, have we? None of us have. I mean, we don't get to go anywhere right now, it seems like. Uh, But when you do get ready to go on a trip, like, the stress of getting ready, like, you get to that point where, like, you know what? We shouldn't even be going. We shouldn't even be doing this, right? And then you get in the car, and for for us, um, because I I like to just kind of, like, take it all in as I travel, which means sometimes I'm, you know, I'm looking over here and I'm taking that in and I'm, I'm looking at all God's beautiful creation. Uh, and sometimes that prevents me from 
well, looking at certain street signs or, or vehicles that are stopped right in front of me. And so that causes a stress. I, but I think about what Joseph and Mary were facing. What was Mary thinking when Joseph came to her and said, oh, hey, honey, there's a census. Um, we gotta, we got to go on a trip. And she's like, really? I mean, she's like nine months pregnant. And, and I mean, there, there was, wasn't minivans, okay? Uh, this was going to be probably about a 90-mile trek from Nazareth to Bethlehem. In that day, um, a, a couple might have traveled on average 20 miles a day tops. But for a man and his wife who was nine months pregnant, probably maybe 10, 12 miles a day, which means this 90-mile trip by foot would probably equate to seven to ten days of travel. And Mary's thinking, I can't believe we have to do this. Joseph is torn. He's like, man, well, I can't just leave her. So she's going to have to come with. I mean, what if the baby's born? You know, I want to be there when it comes. And so they have to go on this journey, 90 miles. One Bible scholar, uh, James Strange, a professor of New Testament um, and biblical archaeology says, we have no idea how difficult this trip was. It was a fairly grueling trip, all while nine months pregnant. So as if the trip wasn't stressful and overwhelming enough, it says once they made it there to Bethlehem, while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. Well, of course it did. <laughs> What could add to the stress of their situation more than having to travel while nine months pregnant and then getting, a, getting to a place that is not home and starting to have contractions? And by the way, there's no uh, you know, Bethlehem Regional Medical Center to check into where they can get proper care. In fact, when we read the rest of the story, uh, we find out that they can't even find a place to stay. Can you imagine the stress? Joseph, Mary's like, the water's broke, Joseph. Like, this is dangerous. Like, we need to find some place. And Joseph is freaking out. Like, i got to find a place for my wife. We're going to have a baby. Where can we be? And they're, they're going from house to house. Nobody's got room till finally someone lets them in and says, listen, you can stay at the back of the house with the animals. Oh, Mary's got to be like, are you kidding me? Talk about stress. Your first birth, and you're going to have it a baby in somebody's back room amidst the animals, the smells, the chaos. Talk about stress. But in verse 7 of the story, it says it was there that she gave birth to her firstborn son. And she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth. And she laid him in a manger. And I don't know about you, but in the midst of all that stress, I just, it just feels like there's this holy hush. Remember having your first child? I remember when Lainey was born, everything was you know, supposed to just be kind of normal. And what began as a normal pregnancy and then a, a normal delivery turned into an emergency C-section and 
they're rushing her into a surgical room to have the C-section, and they, they're rushing me to put on scrubs and get ready, and before I can even get everything on, they're rushing me into the room because it's time to get little Lainey out, and it was chaos, and it was stressful, and it was overwhelming, and I was scared, and, and Lisa was scared, and all these doctors and nurses are flying around the room, and then, and then we heard Lainey's first cry. And Lisa was just holding her. And I was like, in the midst of all that stress, it was all worth it. And I think Mary and Joseph in that moment, they realized what Christmas was all about and what it is to be all about. It's not about the stress. It's about the stillness. Stillness in the presence of the Savior. Because Jesus had come into the world. And everything was about to change. I don't know about you, that, that's the moment I want to live in this Christmas. We're all going to have stress. I know, it's part of it. There's cookies to bake and meals to make and there's parties to get to and there's concerts to attend and there's gatherings and family and that sometimes brings extra stress and there's COVID and it feels like it's ruining everything. Yeah, there's going to be stress. But what if over these weeks leading up to Christmas, we chose to live in the stillness? Like, like Mary, to take time to ponder God's word to us on a daily basis. Like Joseph, even when the circumstances make no sense, to choose to trust God anyway. And to step out of the stress and into the stillness and the presence of the Savior. Lord, thank you that you invite us to that place. God, I don't know what everyone in this room is facing or feeling. Chances are some of the stress is already set in. God, we don't want to make this season about that. It's about so much more. Help us to be still and know that you are God. You are Emmanuel, God with us. And so we commit ourselves to that stillness. Bring a holy hush over this place, Lord, and help us find peace and rest in you, even as we worship you together. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and sing.